Blog Talk Radio. feathers a little bit up here in upstate New York, but you know what? I'm going to do it because it is, it is a joyous Monday. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Jawan? So yeah, guys, um, interesting uh, interesting uh, turn of events uh, for everybody on Sunday. Uh, I know that Granny had a stressful weekend, uh, at least Sunday anyway. I had a good weekend. Obviously, Icon probably didn't have the best Christmas in terms of uh, football, but um, you know, we, we, won't, we won't go into that. We won't make fun of the Icons too hard here tonight, but uh, I do know that we have a big show, and I know that uh, a couple of things have come to light recently, and one of those things is that we are the biggest show, at least that I've heard anyway. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but based on what I've heard, we are the biggest show in South Africa. Uh, we have a lot of support in Australia, New Zealand, you know, overseas. And uh, we just want to thank them again. Any South African listeners that we have, Australian listeners, British, whoever it may be, uh, I, I, I never really thought that this show, when we first started it, uh, was going to ever get outside of the three states that we reside in, to be honest with you. I mean, I, 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 at first I thought, hey, it's fun. We can come on. We can do wrestling. Uh, then we started doing interviews and things. And the way that it's taken off, uh, not just in this country, but internationally, uh, has been huge. And I just want to, you know, thank everybody for that. And, and that's, that's humbling, actually, the fact that, you know, pretty much the furthest point away from us in the entire world 
uh, is tuning in to listen to us, whether it's live or whether they listen to the recorded version. Uh, the fact that they're still listening uh, is is awesome. So, uh, speaking mm-hmm. of of awesome guys, my two awesome co-hosts are here. I've got Monday Night Football. Obviously, I'm working at my bar job as well, so I've got a couple of different things going on. Uh, might not hear as much from me tonight, although I will try to pop in. But uh, how how are you guys doing today? Besides besides football, let's put football aside because it's almost over. Uh, Granny, you were telling us a little bit of a story about a promoter off the air. Feel free to share that again if you want. If not, uh, Icon, what about you? Uh, and, and you guys take it from here. Okay, well, uh, real quick here, uh, I do see that our our first, uh, our, actually our third guest is on right now. Um, so uh, we're going to go to them shortly. Um, and then uh, we're... Uh, uh, Okay. Okay. One second here. Who who is I'm excited, guys. I'm excited for a big show. Okay. Because uh, there's a five a five one eight number on um let's see. Technical difficulties here. One second. Okay, so uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about this right now. Uh, we got the Pulp and Mania guys coming on, and uh, we're going to see if they got the guts to accept my challenge from last week or not, which I highly doubt. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, and whether Sly calls in or not, who knows? He's scared of Granny. We know this. So, anyway, uh, real quick, uh, the debacle is this. They have a show coming up on January seventeenth, 2021. And it's called uh, uh Mania 2 is what we're going to call it. And uh, it's called The Whiteout. And uh, they have an event. Um, they have an event coming up. And uh, last week kind of got heated between uh, Granny and Sly. Well, actually, it started two weeks ago. Between Granny and Sly. And then it got heated between me and Sly and me and the Puffamania guys. And... Uh, it's kind of bo- it's kind of boiled over to this episode, uh, and it may continue boiling over. But he- here's what I'm going to suggest right now. Um, one second here, guys. Uh, so the thing is. Uh, I'm going to put a challenge out, but I, I'm going to wait till these guys come on uh, a little later on in the night. Uh, I'm going to put a challenge out there. We'll see if they accept my challenge, uh, whether it be for the upcoming event or a couple. Uh, um, hold on a second. Wait, we must be having some really technical issues tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to find out. Caller 518, who is this? Uh, oh, and then I got my other button. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Caller 518. Yes, Wind, That's my boy. Okay, we, we have a 518 caller uh, on, so I don't know who that is. Um, but anyway, so here, uh, I'm going to, I know what it was. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, a mess up on the, um, 
microphone being turned off. <laughs> but but uh, we do have first caller on Icon. I don't know if, you know, we're usually I give you an area code. It's a 111 number, so I don't know if they're calling from the internet or something. I don't know if it's our guest yeah, or are. somebody they listening, but they are. they are. Okay. So I'm going okay. to now actually so, mute it correctly, and then uh, I'm going to let you do your thing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Probably one of the hottest guests in the history of 2020 to grade the airways of this show. And uh, this is going to be part one of two, ladies and gentlemen. So if you can't get enough of her this time, it's going to get more serious the second time she is on. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the lovely, the vivacious, Sydney Smith. Good evening. Hey, this is Cindy Smith. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, Cindy, how are you? I am good. How are you? Well, I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I want to first thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us uh, uh, tonight. You are most welcome. Um, As you probably know, I mean, your listeners don't know, but I'm in England, and right now it's actually 3 a.m., so I literally had to get out of bed to join you all. Well, you know, we do do appreciate it. And uh, first off, if I can say, uh, uh, you have the, and I'm not just saying this because you're on uh, and because I'm in love with you, but... Uh, you have the most beautiful accent of any guest that we've ever had, and I'm not just saying that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm pleased about that. I mean, my accent is a bit of a mix. I'm French, but because I've spent 22 years in England, I have a bit of a mix, you see. So there's a bit of French, there's a bit of English, there's a little bit of everything. And also, because I worked at the airport many, many years, I used to pick the accents with all my customers and confuse everybody. So then everybody's looking and thinking, where is she from? Oh, yes, I am French, but I'm also half Italian. So a bit of a hot mix. Uh, and uh, when, when, you, when you say hot, you're not kidding because you are beautiful. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop drooling over you now. And uh, what I'm going to do is real quick here, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, and then we'll, have, uh, then we'll interview you. Okay, no problem. Well, so I am Cindy Smith, and I'm going to be 40. It's going to be my my birthday on Saturday. So the big 40 is coming around the corner. And uh, I grew up in France in uh, a small town close to Lyon, which is near the Alps. And I lived in France until I was about 17. And at the age of 17, I chose to take my own wings and fly away. And I wanted to be independent. And I told my parents that it was time for me to go away and live on my own, pay my own bills, and build my life by myself. And I came to England all by myself. And uh, then I worked at the airport and, um, you know, 
my career started within the travel industry when I was 18. And then at that same time, when I came to England, I really started what is my biggest passion, which is bodybuilding. And uh, that's when I really started training when I was 17. And after that, it just carried on. My love for training, my love for the gym, my love for, you know, lifting weights, all that started back then. It started when I was a little girl because my dad was a bodybuilder. And, uh, you know, in in uh, the States here, uh, what I'll do is I'll ask a few questions and we'll kind of go around the room, do a little, uh, little roundtable, but... Um, you know, uh, in a in the United in the states here, when uh, uh, a kid tells the parents that they're moving out at 18, uh, your parents were probably sad when you told that. But uh, uh, adults here call it heaven on earth when their kids finally leave the house. <laughs> well, let, let's put it that way. Um, my dad was supportive because my dad knew that he could trust. Me, he knew that I had everything planned from A to Z. That you know, he he was worried, obviously, because I was so young. But he knew that me living best at such a young age uh, is because I had big plans for myself, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve. Now, on the other hand, my mom was a different story. My mom is from Naples. And as per any Napolitan mom, you know, if there are any listeners out there, they know if they have a mommy who's from Italy, they are very much, uh, they take the cocoon. And their children should not be living in the nest. It doesn't matter what age they are. They should be staying at home. So it was very, very hard for my mom. Yes, I have to say, you know, looking back now, I gave my parents just a week to register what I wanted to do. And I said, Mom, next week I'm off, I'm leaving forever. And uh, yeah, it was hard for my mom. It was really hard. But my dad trusted me and he helped me out and he said, You know, daughter, I trust you. If that's what you want to do, do it. And, uh, you know, being a bodybuilder, uh, uh, you know, uh, I've seen many. I've seen many of your uh, your promo pictures, and uh, uh, most uh, guys uh, in America here we have what they call kegs. You have what they would call a six pack here in the states. <laughs> yes, the six pack or the eight packs, <laughs> whichever way you want to see it. Well, um, it, it, it is it is amazing, and uh, probably my favorite pickup line. I'm going to use this on you. How much can you bench? Oh, gosh, I knew that question was going to come. And I tell you what, I knew that question was going to come because everybody who knows I'm a bodybuilder will ask me, what do you bench? Now, I'm going to I'm gonna give you an answer that you're probably not going to like, but you're going to think, what, really? I don't actually use the bench press itself. So the equipment itself, the bench press, I don't use it for one big reason. I get, people are going to laugh, I get sick. If I have my head down that that way, or if I do the reverse bench press, I feel very, very sick. I have ear imbalance, so I can't actually quite do it. I can't do that one. However, I do love doing the inclined bench. 
so inclined forward that I can do. So if I use, for example, the machine and my max has been 100 kilos on a bench press, if I was to use the dumbbells, different, the filling is different, and the techniques are different, I use obviously less. And the dumbbells that I use as a max, if I'm wrong, is 22 or 24 kilos on each hand. So, yes, that's, that would be my, my max for each of them equipment. And uh, for those of us that don't know, uh, when you say kilos, uh, how much is that in uh, human weight? Oh, God. Uh, hold on a second. Maybe I should go and just do a little check for you. What do you use in America? Is it pounds? Pounds. What is it? Pounds, yeah. Pounds. Okay. So let me give you that one second. Let's say that 100 kilos is a lot. And pounds, 100 I, kilos, I, it's 220 pounds. Holy uh, crap. Because uh, uh, here, <laughs> uh, here, here in the States, the only time we use kilos is when uh, someone's selling drugs. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, no, uh, not for that purpose. I'm French. We yeah, use kilogram uh, over time. Uh, Cindy Smith, our guest here. We got uh, 28 minutes here with Cindy, and uh, uh, we won't keep you much too long after that because uh, I know it's early, and uh, you know uh, you're probably uh, you're probably in your uh, your 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 nightgown or whatever, or your whatever you you bench pressing, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, but uh, we're gonna kind of go around the room, and then uh, I'm gonna come and ask you the tough questions. But uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Cindy Smith? We have 28 minutes. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I hope you have a very happy birthday, and oh, thank you thank for being you. on our th- thank you for being on our show. Uh, what made you decide you wanted to become a bodybuilder? Kind of walk us through your dream of becoming a bodybuilder. Well, to be fair, it really comes down to my dad. My dad was a bodybuilder himself. He started training when he was very young. And from my very young age, from when I was a little girl, I used to remember, you know, my dad's training at home. He would he had such a dedicated, strong mind on, you know, having a healthy living training hard, uh, dedicated to train every night after work. And every Sunday morning, he would get up at 5 a.m. to go and train. And when I was a little girl, from time to time, I would go with him. And my dad trained uh, the way that Arnold Schwarzenegger used to train. He he picked on many of his techniques. And, you know, we he used to run. And I was a little girl, so I used to ride my bicycle with him. And we used to, to go uh, far afield and near a river, and he would do, you know, his abs and his uh, star jumps and, you know, all of this. And I just looked at him in complete admiration. And I grew up looking at this man keeping uh, such a, a strict regime and being so healthy all throughout his life. So when I left at 17 and I came to England, 
I thought, you know what, it's time for me to join the gym and see what I can do for myself. And I remember that when I was in France, my dad used to keep in the garage, he had piles of a magazine. And I believe you, I think in America, you might have it called um, Muscle and Fitness. So we had something very similar in France, and it was called the same muscle, Le Monde du Muscle du Fitness, or Muscle and Fitness. And in there, it was all, you know, black and white pages of Arnold Schwarzenegger and all the others. And I learned their poses. I learned their training technique by reading that magazine. But when I came to England, I trained or started training from what I remembered from their magazines. I didn't have anyone who said, Cindy, do this, Cindy, do that. Uh, I had no one showing me how to pose. And the internet at that time, you know, 22 years ago, suddenly wasn't what it is now. I mean, youngsters nowadays, all they do is put on YouTube and they can learn from watching videos. What I had at the time was memories of my dad's posing (coughs) and the pictures I saw in the Muscle and Fitness magazine. And I remember thinking, one day, one day I'd like to be them. One day I'd like to go on stage and I'd like to pose and I'd like to compete. And one day maybe I'll be in that magazine. One day it will be me. And so I did. I trained hard uh, when I was 17. I was no pair in England, so I had plenty of time for myself. And I trained and trained and trained. And I, I made it my life passion. And it hasn't left me, you know, the older I get, the more I want to train, the more I want to learn, and the more I want to help others to get a healthy lifestyle. But I wanted to compete. And that was, I think, the hardest part is being accepted, being a female bodybuilder. That was the hardest part. It wasn't so much competing against women who (laughs) took drugs to be big and massive, because I always competed naturally, but to say to people and to say to my family, I want to be a bodybuilder and I want to be on stage, that that was the hardest part, and that was misunderstood. Wow. And I love your accent, by the way. You have a beautiful accent. I just, it's just amazing to listen to you talk. I mean. And and the stories that you're sharing, I mean, about your career, I mean, that's just that's it's just absolutely amazing. Thank you. Well, uh, it's it's my passion, so I speak with it with my heart. Uh, Cindy that, Smith that is definitely our shows. Uh, Cindy Smith, our guest here, we got about twenty three minutes here with uh, Cindy, uh, and uh, like I say, this is going to be uh, part one of uh, two. Uh, the other part of uh, her career, and uh, I'll kind of tease that uh, towards the end, not right now, uh, but uh, we're going to have her on uh, for part two uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, but we want to uh, we want to wet your we're going to wet everybody's whistle, all you uh, all you single guys out there that like a, a woman that can uh, uh, beat you down and tell you what to do and make you do stuff. We're going to talk about that in a little while. Uh, so uh, we'll see if uh, the big swing is there. Uh, big swing, do you, are are you available? Do you have a question for our guest, Cindy Smith? See if he's available. And he must not be. Uh, so uh, Cindy, I'm kind of curious. 
you know, you have, and we'll uh, we'll go over this too at the end. Uh, but um, you have um, a um, a couple interesting uh, uh, tattoos. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Did you design those? Uh, this is coming from a, a fan, actually. Uh, did you design those, or uh, did you pick them out of a book, or uh, how did you uh, how did you uh, come up with those? So I have uh, five tattoos. I didn't design them. I I I'm absolutely rubbish at designing and creating anything like this. Uh, so yeah, I, I picked it. Uh, well, I picked all of them from you know online and all that kind of thing. But um, they all have a different meaning. Each of them, of my tattoos, have a meaning. The one on my uncle, uh, it's a, a Japanese uh, meaning, and uh, it's shiho, and it actually means um, perseverance, because in life you have to persevere if you want to succeed. You're going to face a whole bunch of challenges, but always get up, put your head up, persevere, and in the end you will achieve what you want to achieve. So that was my very first tattoo. And then I have I have one which is behind my neck and that was my second one and it's in French and it says Amour, Sex, Liberté which in English is love, sex and freedom because those are the three words that I believe in. I believed in since like I was my, a very young age. Sounds like my kind of woman there. <laughs> And it's tattooed on my neck. <laughs> yeah, they are very meaningful words for me. Uh, you know, I mean, love, for, to me, the way I see it, love, sex, and freedom. Love, because if everybody loved each other, there would not be so many wars on this planet. And people would not hate each other so much. Sex, because it's good and because it's healthy and because, you know, you need that also to procreate. And freedom, because I believe in freedom of speech and being free to be who you really want to be. And you should be who you want to be and not being stopped or not do something just because people are going to judge you. Be yourself. That's why my tattoo is there on my neck. And then I have four roses on my leg, on my right leg. The four roses are all connected with each other because that my husband and my two children and myself, so that's us as a family. And then I have one more on my right shoulder, and this one, uh, this one means a lot to me because it's for my dad. It's uh, it's a butterfly with the. With the uh, the ribbon, which is for brain cancer, glioblastoma. My dad had, I'm sorry. Well, I, My dad had um, glioblastoma. He had brain cancer five years ago, and um, he glioblastoma took him away. So I had that tattoo done, which is a butterfly with its main body as the ribbon of brain cancer. And I had done while he was still alive, but I knew he was one day going to die. And I had it done because it's a butterfly that flies away 
because one day he was going to fly away. So that's uh, my dad's butterfly. And my last statue, which is another big piece that I have my tummy, it's not yet finished. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to COVID for closing all the tattoo shops. Um, I'll have it finished eventually. And it's uh, it, it really is more uh, a decoration to cover what I call my baby line. So when I got pregnant, I was huge. And I mean, huge, humongous. And uh, my skin candles became a little bit stretchy. And there's just one line, obviously, where the, well, where the babies were. And simply ain't going away. So I thought, you know what? going to put a nice tattoo on it and cover it and that that is all my five tattoos but I want so many more I just want loads I love tattoos and uh you know I uh Cindy Smith our guest here we have uh, 70 minutes here with Cindy and you know I apologize though Cindy I didn't mean to uh bring up a sad memory um uh, about by asking about your tattoos but um uh, the reason why I'd ask one of the things I asked about your tattoo is um uh, you know, the rose that you have on your leg, and this is kind of a sad thing for me. My grandmother's name was Rose, and uh, we lost her uh, in September of 99. And, um, um, you know, um, it's uh, it a sad time for me as well uh, when I lost my grandmother. So every time I see a rose, I think of my grandmother, you know, and, uh, you know. So, uh, I but anyway, I, I can relate, but this is why, you know, this is why we have tattoos is because they bring back the memories of the people that we loved and they have passed, but they stay with us forever. And I know that, you know, my butterfly, you know, has the meaning of my dad flying away and I know he's flown away into a much better place where he's so much better up there. And that's what I believe in. I believe that he's happy there. And who knows? Maybe he's talking now with your grandma and they're both saying, it's them. They're both on the radio. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Cindy Smith, uh, yes, here we got 15 minutes here with Cindy. So um, real quick here so we can uh, get this in, and then I'm going to ask you some other questions. We'll kind of preview your next uh, stop with us, and we're going to we're gonna have you on for a lot longer time. Um uh, we'll have you on for uh, we'll have you on um, uh, at the uh, at four fifteen your time next time so we can have you on for a longer period of time. But if our fans want to check you out and see uh, how beautiful you are, uh, of course they won't be able to hear your voice through pictures. But uh, do you have a Facebook? You got an Instagram? You got YouTube? You got a Twitter? You got, you got a Twitch? What do you got? I have so I have Facebook. And uh, my Facebook is Cindy Smith, not Ines, and this is the most popular name in England. I mean, Smith, you can't get that one wrong. Uh, so I hope, you know, maybe it will be on your website because otherwise your listeners are going to be looking for a Cindy Smith and they're probably going to have every Cindy Smith in the whole world because it's such a common name. Uh, so, yeah, Cindy Smith on Facebook. And then I have my Instagram where I post a lot of my pictures, just like on Facebook. I put a lot of my pictures from my modeling and uh, my competition time and from everything else, which I about. And uh, so my Instagram is Cindy G Fitness. All one word, Cindy G Fitness. That's my Instagram. 
And then I think for my Twitter, obviously we should start that one maybe a little bit later on. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll uh, mention that about uh, uh, the last five minutes of your appearance, uh, and that'll be awesome. So, and uh, if uh, Big Swing is listening, he wants to chime in and ask a question. He can do it anytime. See, he's uh, doing double duty today, so uh, that's why uh, – actually, triple duty. So that's why uh, uh, it's me and Granny right now. So um, it, we, we won't spend too much time on this, uh, but uh, can you kind of take us through uh, – uh, in your uh, neck of the woods there, what COVID has been like uh, in your neck of the woods? What's been going on over there with COVID? Oh, it's uh, it's very challenging, very, very challenging. I mean, England, uh, we got hit pretty hard. We got hit really, really hard. And uh, let's say that, obviously, we're not going to go into politics and all that, but our government chose to to take actions a bit light compared to the rest of the countries in Europe. When it first hit us last year, I mean, the policy was very much, let's leave our borders open. Everybody carry on as you wish. You know, at the end of the world, um, you know, there was a lot of, it's not such a big thing until our prime minister got it himself and until a lot of people got very, very sick. And then they thought, hmm, maybe we need to take action. So since last year, so last year we were on lockdown. I'm talking about last year, but actually this year. I know it's the end of year, but it's uh, so we got into lockdown. I think it was end of March, April. We were in for about three months. Then we got released. <laughs> so it feels like you're a bit in jail because literally we were not allowed to do anything. All the shops closed, all the things closed. Um, we were not allowed to interact with anyone. Schools closed, uh, unable to travel. So it, it was, you know, very much like you were in jail. Um, and then they reopened everything for about three months, four months. And then we went back into lockdown in October for a month, October, November. And uh, we literally just came out of lockdown that they realized here in England that we unfortunately have a new variant of COVID-19. I don't know if in America they've talked about it yet. Uh, However, this new variant of COVID-19 is even more, more, uh, it, it actually go into people faster. They are saying that it's a lot worse than the COVID-19 itself. So you can imagine, we're, we're into some big, big trouble here. So guess what? We're back in total lockdown. So everything is closed again. Everything. They're, we're not allowed to do anything. And now, you know, when uh, Christmas happened, uh, people only had one day to celebrate. And all of us, only the ones in were living in areas with less uh, danger of COVID, they were allowed to mix in the household. However, it might complete lockdown. So no mixing, no chatting with anyone, don't go out, no exercise. So it's really tough. Yeah, well, we, um, 
you know, it, it's interesting, and like I say, we won't uh, take too long. Cindy Smith, we've got about 10 minutes here left with Cindy. Uh, you know, Granny Hulkster, our co-host here, she was diagnosed with it, and she had it. So she had to go on lockdown for two weeks. But wow. I think mine was a real false. I, I think mine was possibly a false positive because mine was a rapid test, and I never had a fever. I never lost my smell or my taste or I, the only thing I had was a sinus headache and that's all I had. Oh, okay. Yeah. My brother had it. His two daughters had it. In my family in France and in Italy, uh, a lot of people that I know caught it and some really badly that they actually had to stay in hospital on oxygen because they just, you know, it, it really hit them hard. You know, and if it wasn't for the, the hospitals and the nurses and doctors and the skills that they have to try and help them, to be fair, I don't think we have had much of a chance. Uh, but, you know, some people, everybody has a different point of view. and We're not here to do politics. Everybody has a point of view. But all I'm saying is, trust me, it's real because I've seen my family have it and I've seen how they were when they had it. And my mom just told me a few days ago that a person of my extended family caught it and passed away. So, trust me, it does exist. It's not. It's not a thing. Well, I exist. had a. I, I I have a. I had a cousin who went in the hospital, December sixth. She had. She had COPD. She never smoked, but she had COPD. She ended up getting pneumonia. She had tested positive for it, and she had to go into ICU while she was in the hospital. They had her on a BiPAP mask to um, stabilize her oxygen levels, and then they had to put her on a ventilator, and she was actually doing pretty well. And then she took a turn for the worse on December 22nd, and she passed away on the 22nd of December. So it is very real. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Exactly. It, it is real. My mom told me, you know, what happened to to this uh, to this person in Italy, my extended family, he got sick. And because my family is from the south of Italy, it, there isn't a uh, you know, poor area in the country. And what happened is that when he called the ambulance, told him to take him to hospital because he had no had to stay at home and when he was at home his wife went to the chemist to buy some oxygen the bottles the chemist said i'm so sorry but i don't have any more for you you don't have to find them elsewhere she went everywhere she could not find any so she asked my uncle because he's on oxygen because he has a, a a condition and he said i'll give you one bottle but that's all i had four days later he the, uh, the person ran out of oxygen and he passed away at home when he passed away they called the a mortuary company to come and pick him up and they refused to come because they had COVID. They had to call the police for the police to then tell the mortuary to go and get him from home because he passed away at home. They would not take him just because he had COVID. That's how so serious sad. Yeah. So sad. So uh, I quote I, I quote JR when I say this is not a quote statement, please wear a mask. It's not it's not a political thing. It's not a freedom thing. It's a trying to save your friends and your family and your life thing. So wear a mask, please. Thank okay. you. Yeah, exactly. Wear a mask. I know it's a pain in the neck. I know it's, you know, some people may think it's not fashionable or it's against my freedom. It's on my neck. Freedom is on my neck. 
Okay, I touched it because it means the world. But girl, I, I'm mad. I haven't seen my mom in a year because she's shielding. She's over 70, so we have to protect the people who are of a certain age so they don't catch it. I don't want my mom to catch this thing and then pass away because of it. So guess what? I'm going to protect her, so I'm going to let her live a life, and I'm not going to see her. I'm going to Zoom her. I'm going to do WhatsApp calls, but I'll protect her, and I'll wear my mask. So everybody, I know it's a pain in the neck. You may think it's an offense to your freedom, but the end is to protect you and your loved ones. Yeah. And what do you think about it, Cindy? It's, it's more of a pain in the neck than a tattoo. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, but, you know, one, th- one thing is for sure, though, when you wear a mask, it doesn't hide your beauty. That's for sure. Oh, thank you. That is true, actually. You know, you can see, see someone smile through their eyes. Look at their eyes. If they're happy, you'll see it. If they smile, then you'll see it. And if they're beautiful inside, you see um, and uh, so anyway, uh, Cindy Smith is our guest here. Uh, we got about uh, four minutes uh, left of part one of the interview. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we have you uh, scheduled to uh, come back on again. And yeah. um, and uh, the date that you're going to be on again with us, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about that real quick here. Uh, mm-hmm. We are going to have you on with us. If I can get Ever. the date. Uh, what, what was what was the date? If I'm not wrong, is it February 28th? Yep, exactly. Now, uh, you have another interesting sideline, um, and uh, one of the sidelines that you uh, you do. Let, let's just put it out there. You, um, if you got hold of the icon, uh, because he does call you at two in the morning, uh, instead of putting a restraining order on me. Uh, you have the ability to turn a guy every which way but loose. Can you tell? Give, give us a little preview on that. So, um, on top of being a bodybuilder and a mom, there is something that I do that I absolutely love, which is part of my personality. I am a dominatrix. So that means that I go to a playroom, a bit like a dungeon. I don't know if you watched the film Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, the whip, the paddle and all that, and the chains and the restraints and the bondage no, and all no, that. No, you don't, really, what you, don't really do, you don't do that kind of stuff, do you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. I do. But being a dominatrix doesn't mean just pain. Yes, I do love pain. I absolutely love inflicting pain. But I have many feet worshippers. You know, uh, there are people out there who have a certain fetish, and the fetish world goes from simple things from worshipping to much more intriguing worshipping and fetish. And I absolutely love being a dominatrix. I love the power that I have over men. So what? So we're gonna pause right there. Uh, we, yes. have, we have two minutes here left with you, so we're gonna continue that. Uh, yes. At the end of February. So, uh, guys that are listening right now, all you single, uh, and pardon the term, Cindy, for all the single horny guys out there that have always wanted to be whipped into shape, get your questions ready. Call in that day. She will take your questions. A- am, am I right, oh, yeah. Cindy? You'll take questions about them? 
Oh, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. And then, then you can tell everybody what you would do with the icon if he was handcuffed to your wall. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that now. And real quick here, uh, you do have a website that deals with that, so guys can check that out and they can get some more questions. What is that website? <clears throat> so I have two. I have one for my modeling, and the one for my modeling is www.cat3.book, like a book. .fr, and there is plenty of uh, modeling pictures and my bodybuilding pictures on there. And then there is my website for my fitness, and that is www.cindygfitness.co.uk. And Cindy is spelled C-I-N-D-Y. And uh, now, do you, have, do you have a dominatrix website too? Oh, yes, I do indeed. <laughs> my dominatrix website is www.mistressamfatal.com. So that's mistressamfatal.com. And when you're a mistress, when you're a mistress, I guess your name would be spelled S I N D Y Sin D. When I'm a mistress. <laughs> When I'm a mistress, they are not allowed to use my first name. It is mistress or goddess. All right. Well, uh, uh, that'll wet everybody's whistle uh, for your next uh, e- uh, episode appearance. Uh, so uh, that's going to be in uh, basically uh, two months. Uh, uh, two months from uh, today, as a matter of fact. Uh, I See, I scheduled that perfectly. Uh, and then we're yes. going to have you call in. And uh, what time is it right now where you're at? Oh, gosh, right now it's the middle of the night, and it's literally 3.46 a.m., so 10 to 4. Okay. All right, so what we're going to – what we'll do is uh, we we will have you call in uh, an hour later uh, than you did tonight. Uh, and like I say, I'll send you countdowns. Uh, and we found out that Skype does work, and you will be able to contact us. And then um, hopefully uh, you might be able to send us some autographed pictures for giveaways uh, for the next time you're on. Did you did you not receive the the ones I sent? I have not received them yet. Of course, remember well, because of COVID, well, mail's a little slow. Indeed, while well, you'll have them for next time. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, Cindy. Uh, we're going we're going to pause right now. Because, uh, yep. uh, like I say, we don't we don't want to get away too much. Uh, and trust me, I would love to be chained to your wall if I can get over there. Uh, oh, jeez. Whatever. Well, big swing, you missed it. Uh, but she's gonna no, I was I was uh, just monitoring this game. I was listening though. It was a great interview. I just wanted to pop in, guys, and tell you we do have a seven hundred one number on. So whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're going to go to them real quick here. But I'll tell you what, Cindy, we want to thank you for getting up early or late or staying up or whatever it is uh, in, in jolly old uh, your neck of the woods there. So we will talk to you in a month, and uh, we're going to have some fun uh, where you can uh, uh, bring out your alter ego and tame yes. all the men here in America. Okay. With, uh, you're going to whip us all, whether we want to whip or not. 
I am exactly. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I've really enjoyed it. I'm really glad you you invited me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everyone. All right. So now preview uh, for uh, next uh, in two months, February 28th. I want all you single guys to be calling in and talking to the dominatrix. She has basically basically a split personality thing. Uh, she's a bodybuilder and she's a dominatrix. So not only can she bench press your ass, she can probably whip your ass at the same time. So we're we're gonna just pause that for for now. Uh, and uh, now we're gonna go on to uh, uh, we're gonna get back to wrestling here. Uh, we had a little yeah to your local area code seven zero one. Yes, uh, so I'm going to go ahead, if you want to put them on, I'm going to go in there and introduce them, uh, and then we'll... Yeah, uh, they're on whenever, whenever you're ready. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, returning again to Attitude Era Live, he is the best wrestler that puff Mania has to offer, ladies and gentlemen. I give you, without further ado... Let's bring him on. He is Matthias. Hey, this is Matthias, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, Matthias, how are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there, big icon. How about yourself? Well, good. We're glad to have you. Uh, we got uh, we we got a couple uh, guys that you might know calling in a little while, uh, and uh, we're going to keep you on until then. Uh, but, um, one thing I, I do want to talk about, uh, you know, you, uh, you, uh, wrestle for Puffamania, correct? Correct. Okay. And, uh, I know that Granny Hulkster is a big fan of yours, uh, because, uh, you can knock Sly into the middle of next <laughs> week because she can't, because uh, she's not here, but we're going to get in here eventually for that. Uh, but, um, the last event... Uh, that uh, you did with Puffmania, uh, you were supposed to have a matchup um, with Machismo, and apparently that got postponed. Um, uh, has, that, has that been rescheduled? Are you guys going to go at it? Or do we have to wait yes, for you guys well, to step on the football field? Well, I don't know exactly what the plan is uh, where I'm going to end El Machismo's career. I'll have some words. Uh, for him later on during this little podcast. But basically from what I'm hearing from the Puffamania guys, we have a little contract signing coming up at this next show to set up our match for Immortal 2. And who knows? It may be a steel cage match. It may be a no disqualification match. It may be a hell in a cell match. It may be an inferno match. I have no damn clue. But all I know is El Machismo's career is going to end come next show, whether everybody likes it or not. So is it going to be, could it be like one of those, uh, like the match back and they spin the wheel, make the deal? <clears throat> I mean, if anybody wants to see that, that's, that's fine. But again, there's no predictions here. Machismo's going down. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler, as said by Paul Heyman. There you go. So basically, uh, or as what my, uh, what my father used to say, that's not a statement. <clears throat> That's a promise, you know. And then, Damn you right. know, usually when my, fa- when my father used to say that, I used to say, 
Well, I'll just go. In, I'll just go to my room right now. Uh, so uh, yeah. So that's not a threat. That's a promise. He used to say, and that's when you knew that it was time to go to your room uh, and play Nintendo and wait for two weeks. But anyway, that's uh, another story. <laughs> exactly. So um, now, for those of uh, for those of uh, us that don't know, uh, you did compete. You did compete though. Uh, during uh, the last uh, Puff of Mania show, did you not? Absolutely, I sure did. I was in the Rumble match, the fifth combatant in the Rumble match for the Fargo Championship. Now, something interesting happened there, um, and, and I'll understand if you don't want to bring this memory up, but didn't uh, someone steal a piece of your ring gear or something, like so, like your chain or something? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was getting into the ring, I proceeded to find out that I had a nice, golden, beautiful spinner di- or um, money symbol necklace that spun around. And apparently I decided to put it in the corner of the ring. So when I got done winning my match, of course, I would put it back on and exit the ring. Turns out somebody broke the necklace and removed the spinner part and ran off with it. So now all I got is a little gold chain, which I don't have a problem with. I don't need to have a spinner to look cool. I'm not John Cena, but I'll still wear some gold and look good in the ring. It doesn't matter to me. Now, but that spinner was worth some money, though, wasn't it? A little bit of money, but, you know, I'll make it up by wrestling. I'm not going to sit here and go, whoever stole my little spinner, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you down at the next show if you show up. I ain't like that. I got other business to attend to. I've got multiple things going on in my head, and a little spinner piece isn't really the main factor going on through the noggin right now. Well, you know, I, I felt kind of bad uh, that uh, you did lose that. Uh, the thing is, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Sly stepped on it. Well, I have absolutely no idea. All I know is it's gone. Somebody took it, and the Pulsamania guys never reimbursed me for it. They didn't really show that they cared. But, you know... I ain't got a problem with the little spinner piece. Again, I've got problems with a few people that I will I will recollect later on in the show. Because apparently, according to you, we got a few special guests coming on, and they may have a few mince words from Matthias. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, and uh, uh, they'll they will be calling in. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, if you know. Uh, now, see the thing is. You you know Matthias, uh, I've known you for uh, I've known you for a couple of years, and I've known El Machismo for a couple of years, and uh, uh, I've you know I hate to say it, but you know I I I've seen you guys on the gridiron, but I've never seen you guys in a squared circle, uh, and I am kind of torn because you know I'm friends with both of you guys, but I don't know who I would pull for. Um, uh, any predictions on how long it, you think it would take for you to put my, uh, my El Machismo out in a match? Well, I'm going to basically say this straight up. Uh, as you can see by some of his Facebook Live videos, it only took me about five to ten seconds to knock him down and to keep him down. So, let alone if we're in a squared circle, yeah, he has a little more area to run around and try to stay away. But once you get a cake sheet in my hand or you get – a kendo stick, maybe a steel chair, maybe a couple chains. You get anything around me and you get me a couple of toys, you never know. Well, look, you know, and I want it to be I want it to be a good match and I want it to be a good fight. But, you know, just as long as it's not something like uh like a creation like um 
uh, Vince Russo, uh, Pignat on a pole or Viagra on a pole. You know, when you have Viagra on a pole, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get it up and keep it up. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There is no, there is no fake gimmick like that. It is gonna be a straight up fight between me and Machismo. Whenever it comes to be, there is not gonna be a one-on-one wrestling match. It is not going to be hand-to-hand combat. It is going to be a straight-up fist fight. And I promise so now, you, once again, I'm winning. Uh, uh, Matthias is our guest here. Uh, we're, uh, I know that uh, I know that you're pressed for time, but I'm going to try and I'm, I'm going to keep you on as long as I can. Uh, but uh, let's uh, kind of have Granny. Uh, uh, ask a few questions and then uh, we'll wait for the the boys to show up. Uh, Granny, go ahead. What do you got for our guest, Matthias? Well, first of all, I would like to tell Matthias that I issued a challenge to Sylvester Fox two weeks ago, and to call into this show, and I said, "But you're not going to call in, Sly, because you're not man enough." And he actually was listening. And he didn't think we were talking about him. Well, he actually called in last week, so I got to talk a little smack to him, which made Granny very happy because I don't like him. Oh, don't you worry. I was listening in. I heard all that. That was good. (laughs) I thought, you know, I mean, you know, I, I haven't been able to go to a lot of wrestling shows, you know, due to this COVID thing. And I'm, you know, been having wrestling withdrawals, so I'm very anxious to... You know, and they're trying to get there. They're wanting me to get me up there to see Puffamania, and I said, "Well, you know, and you know, and, you know and I, I was gonna, I was gonna issue another challenge. You know, you want me, you boys, you all want Granny at Puffamania so bad. Y'all are gonna have to send me an airplane ticket, uh, first class, you know, to come watch your all show, so I can talk smack to you all in person." Yeah, well, no, you know, I don't think uh, that would be a very big problem. Well, you know, Granny, real quick, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned that I wanted to get you a, a first-class ticket, you know, to have you come down. Uh, and Sylvester uh, J. Fox said, uh, well, it wouldn't be first-class for her. It'd be low-class, he said. Oh, well, it wouldn't be low-class by any means because Granny's pretty popular at wrestling shows. Well, so. you know, I'll tell you what. Speaking of speaking of wrestling shows and uh, popularity, uh, we got we got the the next group of guys on the line, and uh, they are pretty popular. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, we're we're going to go through this. Uh, we get we got about uh, well, we got about fifteen minutes. We're going to hash out all this, and it. Ho- I don't know. Hopefully, it's not going to spill over the next show, but it might. But we'll see what happens. But uh, we're. Uh, Attitude Air Live is uh, proud to uh, sponsor uh, Puffamania and uh, uh, Puffy and these guys. Uh, we the Puffster and uh, these guys. Uh, we're proud that uh, we're able to uh, uh, bring them to the masses, and uh, we want to uh, get some. Uh, as Tony Giovanni would say, we're going to put some <laughs> in the seat. Uh, but. Uh, and uh, generally, uh, we're going to talk to him about that now. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and uh, see if we can do these guys. Puffy guys, Puffamania boys, are you there with us? Hello. Hello. Are you guys there? No one's talking. Did they back hey, out? They're scared. Oh, there they are. Okay. Hey, scared. 
not our fault. You guys got technical difficulties. I don't appreciate having Buffamania, Vince Russo, or Viagra in the same sentence. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know what? We have to say it was a good show that Matthias did put on for us. He was in the first ever Buffamania Battle Royale at Immortal. And he also made history that night by being the first person eliminated. So... I was doing commentary during that match, and he got cheated. He, well, just, you know. Actually, you guys, hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Now that we've got the Puffamania guys on here, and since I haven't heard a word from Mr. Sylvester J. Fox, I'm going to have everybody in this little podcast, I'm going to ask them to silence their mouths but keep their ears open, because I've got a few quick words to say. So first of all, at Immortal, this original show that we've all made together, I got screwed out of the chance to end El Machismo's career before it could even begin, multiple times. But I understood, and I knew what I needed to do. So I'm just going to say, Papa Mania, thank you for saving El Machismo's career up until another bigger show. I appreciate that, giving me the chance to really build up and really beat him down come the next show. So I appreciate that offer. But first, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about El Machismo. Well, hold me. on a second. Hold on a second. Before you do that, uh, we do have another caller on. Uh, this could be El Machismo. I don't know. But I'm going to bring him on and uh, or whoever it is. And uh, then we're going to have you talk about El Machismo. Now, the thing is, you got – you guys are all going to get your time, but we're going to we're going to do this in an organized, orderly fashion. All right, let's uh, bring in uh, this caller. Uh, hold on, uh, caller, you're on. Go ahead. Who is this? <laughs> well, I can, okay. I can tell oh you gosh! That, I can tell you that the old surprise, Chimino. surprise, Where's surprise. I can Did tell I you that the El Chamismo probably isn't going to be able to call in because word is he couldn't speak after that golf club broke his jaw the last time that <laughs> I saw him. You know, the other thing I have to ask there, and I have a quick question just for uh, Matthias. Why start in the first place? For, I mean, you guys, you guys are football teammates. I, mean, I know what it's like to be in the field. you got to be brothers. What would make you do to the thing to a brother? What was that? What was it about El Machismo that made you why, – why him? Well, let me just explain this, Mr. Puffster. You see, anybody can take a $5 pair of Amazon boots, lace them up, put on a little outfit, and get into a squared circle – and pretend and think in their minds that they're a professional wrestler. But El Machismo has yet to have a single match in a pro wrestling ring, whereas I've had several. And I'll just explain oh, wait, don't, what it's don't like. For, don't, don't forget about his oh, fake belt that he brought to the ring with him, too. Yeah, absolutely. So basically at Immortal, what really triggered me was I was seeing El Machismo walking around with this, heavyweight championship belt that meant absolutely nothing and he was walking around to the kids and the people pretending to be this big shot which he clearly is not 
He has yet to have a single match, whereas I have had several. I have nearly broken bones. I have bled. I have sweat. I have nearly died in the middle of a wrestling ring doing uh, something hold I on, love. Hold on. hold on one second, though. Messiah, think about this, though. Walking around, acting like you're a big shot, he learned that from, he, he learned that from Sylvester Fox. Oh, exactly. Now, now I'm going to say this quick. Machismo is a mark for the business. He is a, from what I've been hearing, he's wanting to be an Eddie Guerrero wannabe. He's just walking around trying to be a big shot, claiming he's something that he's not. So, again, I do promise when it comes to our little contract signing, and I'm going to give El Machismo a warning right here on this little podcast. If you bring that little belt to our contract signing, because this is going to be professional at Whiteout. Come Immortal 2, it's personal. If you bring that belt to our little contract signing and start showing off like you're a big shot, there is going to be hell to pay. Now, if I can go off quickly on Sylvester J. Fox, I would greatly appreciate it. Because I got some work well, you know, you know, Messiah, the, the, way, the way that you're smokes. talking about uh, – We'll put a quarter in this about El, Well, uh, Messiah, the way that you're talking about El Machismo – it sounds more and more like you're actually confusing him with Sylvester J. Fox. Because this guy walks around like he's a big shot. But I'll tell you what, the guy, when he laces up his boots, he doesn't realize they're on the wrong feet until he realizes he walks out of the locker room. He's put his boots on the wrong feet. You know, here's the thing about Sylvester J. Fox. Now, I, I respect what he's done in the wrestling business. But he, in a way, has disrespected me. And I don't put up with disrespect at all. You guys know this. I don't know their icon. I do believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not ask icon to hand out T-shirts of yours for Immortal? Yeah. Right at the beginning was that of the show? Not, was that not a kind gesture on my part? No. I mean, it was. Yeah. We well, had, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't sell them. No, well, no. We, uh, <laughs> but we wanted to give I you mean, an opportunity look, to feel relevant, so I thought maybe if you hold look, up, hand Sly, out my here's T-shirts. Well, Sly, I, I offered to sell one to Granny. She said, how much are you going to pay me to take it? <laughs> I would use, and no, I, you know, I can't, one yet better, I would use that T-shirt and hang it up on my wall and use it to practice dart throwing it. I would use it for a dartboard to throw darts at. No, uh, big soccer baby crossers over here. I didn't think Granny Okay, fly okay, uh, Mr. Icon, I, I really hate to, you know, to muck up the water here and stuff, but you're, you're, you, you know, you bring me into this situation. When when he's talking about uh, the cheesemo, which I 100% agree with everything that he said, he's strutting around there meeting kids and parents with a fake belt uh, and a fake career and telling everybody, you know, giving it off this persona that he's something that he isn't. Uh, I was, <laughs> I, I I I don't know where you think in any way whatsoever that I that I fall into that category. Uh, you know, clearly. Icon, I, the, if you'll actually allow me to take this for you, because I have sure. some work here. So, Sly, we're comparing you to Machismo because basically you're about as just as fake as he is. And the reason Ooh. I say this is because you're walking around with that little Fargo championship, which is rightfully mine. And I'll explain why. So not only again did I get screwed over by Pumpkin to end 
Machismo's career, I got put in a battle royal. Now, granted, it did not take one individual to eliminate me from the rumble. It took two from behind to attack me to throw me out of the ring, which I guess, you know, is my fault. I wasn't paying that much of attention because, of course, I am a big threat. So people yeah, I mean, why would you me. pay any attention while you're participating in a battle royal? I wasn't. I got hit, I, thrown I, out, and then not only did I come to find out, there is a 24-7 rule to this championship. So I decide when I see the champion go out to the ring, I want to make my presence known, make my name known, so I take out the only little threat that's standing by the ring in El Machismo. I choked him out in less than 15 seconds, and I see you walk past me or behind me. I think nothing. I go into the ring to go for that belt. I had it in my hands. I basically had it in my grasp, and you come into the ring with a golf club and hit my opponent in the back of the head and pin him and take the belt, which was fine. You, you made it. You, you did a good thing on your part. But when yeah, I got I've the golf club and was able to take that like belt from you, times. Yep. and okay, after that, I proceeded to want to go after you. You tucked your little foxtail between your legs, declaimed the 24-7 rules for the night, and walked out, never giving me my shot at what is truly mine. Mm. So I thought, mm. the thing is, I was so offered a shot. Ate the game. Uh, so, so when Icon offered me a shot to be on his team to go against Sly and take back what's rightfully mine at Whiteout, I gladly accept. See, that's not going to happen there, Matthias. <laughs> we have we have other other plans for you. You're over here with your All right, big Papa, Daniel, what is it? What you got? Wait, 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 wait. Before you guys reveal that is, but here's the thing, though. Now, uh, yes, I originally uh, uh, handpicked uh, Matthias, but I have someone else in mind. See, here's the thing about the icon. When you guys think that you have the answers, he changes the questions. It's kind of like Final Jeopardy. You think you have it, but I have all the cards. See, here's the thing. You guys, the <laughs> fly, here, here's you. You... You all you have is a pair of twos waiting on a face card. I have a full house, okay. I have plenty of things up my sleeve. You're the only guy that guy know that when you put your hands on the table, you have another deck up your sleeve. That's the kind of guy that you are. Right. When I got two two twos in my hand, there's two twos on the board, hundred percent. And your full house is nothing. And did you did you ever think of stopping and we- stop wearing a tutu? <laughs> oh, I I uh, I, I appreciate your big challenge or whatever you want to call it, but the, the reality is, Icon is I, I was working in this professional wrestling business back when you were running video cameras at Fargo South Girls basketball games. I am here to help the guys at Puffamania make a professional wrestling organization in this community, something that we all need for a state, for uh, for the city, for fans. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate your wanting to challenge me, and but, uh, you know, I, at, at this time, I, I have to concentrate on on, uh, on being the commissioner and helping these guys build this Puff Mania 
uh, brand and 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 their pay per views. So. Blah 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 blah. You're scared, oh. Sly. You're scared. Oh, oh, oh. oh Granny. <laughs> You're scared. Well, here, 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 of course Here's the one re- one way I would ever entertain such a thing, Icon, is if you and Granny were in that other corner. So we'll talk, let's talk about scared. Granny, if you're not scared, then you fuck your trip. I don't care what it is. It could be months from now. But we need to see you in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, well, you're going to be sending me that first-class airplane ticket, buddy boy, before <laughs> I show my face at Papa Mania. No, no, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you want Granny Hoaxer at your show, you're going to be sending me an airplane ticket first class to come to your all show. (laughs) I'm sure the icon can line up something. No, you all are paying for my airplane ticket, boys. Puffa Mania is paying for Granny's airplane ticket, so... Mm. You know, I, I think Icon uh, has that taken care of. Yeah, but if Big Swing wants to come in, I, I can. Well, I'll definitely get the first class for him. <laughs> well, here, here's the here's the other thing, guys. Uh, the Icon has got another idea uh, for another special guest to uh, to grace uh, their presence at one of your shows, <laughs> and uh, she doesn't take any crap either. And uh, she's undefeated in her 30-year career. So think about that. And she's been a guest on this show many times. Granny, I think you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I might just put her up against uh, any guy that you guys got. <clears throat> Ooh, what did you say? You cut out. Did you say bring her out? Yeah, definitely. All all I have to do is, is let her know the date and time, and she would fly out here, and uh, she would uh, she would do what I would need her to do. Uh, oh. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, hey hey hey, this is a family show, Icon. <laughs> no no no. <laughs> yeah, clearly yeah, you didn't no. hear the crap that was going on in the beginning of the show or near hey, the end. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Who are you, who hey are your fiance is listed an icon. Keep it clean here. Yeah. Well, hey, look for those of you guys who don't know, uh, my particular uh, my particular guest, uh, if I if I can pull this off, and you know you know I can because I have great uh, uh, great. Um, uh, skills to get things done. That's what uh, being a producer of a nationally syndicated talk show is. But here's the thing. If you guys would allow it, and if you guys got the guts, I'll work on getting her out here, put her in the ring, and then you guys can choose who you want her to face. But who? It's not going to be. You got to tell us who. You can't just be like, I'm going to pick this person. It's going to show up in the ring. I'm going to kick every... She, she, she has an undefeated 30-year career, and that's all they've said. Well, uh, let, me, let me tell you. Um, uh, please, do I'll, I'll please tell us. I'll give you a few hints. I'll give you a... Uh, Granny, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you share, uh, spread the good word, Icon. Big Swing, uh, do you know her he, name? Because nobody can seem to remember it. 
I don't uh Big Swing's doing triple duty. He's got to cover Monday Night Football. I don't know if he's listening, but uh, uh I'll give you guys a few hints. Uh, she's, a, uh, she's a former pole girl. Uh she The game just ended, so I'll, I'll have a couple of minutes here to pop in in just a few minutes. I just got to put it on commercial. Okay. Uh she uh was uh, the valet to the Macho Man Randy Savage in the Spider-Man movie, the first one, and uh, she's never been defeated in the ring. <clears throat> and uh, her name is? Onyx. Onyx. No, Onyx. 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 No, you know the Pokemon right, that turns boys. into Steelix? You're not saying it right, boys. You know the Pokemon that turns into Steelix? Yeah, that. Yeah, Onyx. No, right. it's not that. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. No, it's not Sonic the Hedgehog either. Is it Phonics? Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, Are you spelling now? Phonics? Are you kidding me? Look, I, I hate to tell you guys, but you're digging yourself a hole with her. She's listening. Uh-oh. Well? Yeah. What's her name? How do you pronounce uh, the name again? Onyx. O-N-Y-X. Yeah, Onyx. Ooh. Okay. Gotcha. So now I'm and, just kind of uh, waiting to hear. I've been kind of listening to Wink. I'm still waiting to hear why I can't go after Sly for that little Fargo championship that I so rightfully deserve. I'm still kind of well, waiting. I'll tell you why there, Messiah. Because. <clears throat> we, I don't think Sly's got the gut. Uh, uh, and that. Sly has plenty. The reason why we have him as our manager, and the reason what, what, why what, we got, okay. and the reason why he has that belt is because, and the reason why you can't try to get it back is because we're retiring it. And at Whiteout, we are going to be starting a bracket to see who will be the first ever new champion in. Puffamania, and you are going to be in that at Wyatt Out. We're going to put your money where your mouth is. You think you're hey, so great? My you can try to earn it back by winning. And you're going to have to go against the mean Marine, Mason Mayhem, the former champion. Okay, so after I beat this little Marine, what's going to happen? Like, how, oh, when I get my title back, what's going to happen? You got, you got a lot of get challenges. Your t- Whoa, you get there's mass confusion here. When, when you get your title back, what title did you lose and what title did you need to get back? You I want my never title had back, a title. my opportunity back. I miss wording. Okay. So when right. I take that never, title. You've never, you've never had a title before in your life. You've thought about 
the idea of coming after a title to which you found out quickly that opportunity wasn't there anymore. So now you've just been afforded the opportunity to enter a tournament to find out who will be the very first Puffamania champion. And you're still worried about the Fargo championship and getting your belt back belt. You don't have a belt. You never had a belt, man. Celebrate the opportunity that you're being given right now. And, Figure out how to become the Puffamania world champion. Yeah, as, as you can see, me and Mayhem, we don't have any problems. So after I beat him and become the initial and the inaugural new champion, that belt, that Fargo championship you're holding, is going to be just as fake as the heavyweight championship that El Machismo holds. So I'm going to straight up say this. At the, at the contract signing, if Machismo brings that belt, I'm going to beat his ass and take that strap. Then, after I beat the Marine and become the new inaugural champion for Puffamania, I'm going to then go for the Fargo championship and eliminate that fake strap out of Puffamania. So then I'm just hey, going yep. to prove that he, Messiah... He already told you that the Fargo championship is has been retired. It's currently in a beautiful glass case on the wall in my room downstairs with my 22-year wrestling career montage. And the reason that it's there is because I am the, like, 12-time Fargo wrestling champion, like, Fargo champion. Like, if you wanted to, like, think about the Fargo championship, clearly you think of me being the champion. It's it's over. It's done with, man. Let's put it in the past. Like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to walk around with it anymore telling anybody that I'm the current champion because it's just it was just agreed upon that what better time than to to retire it and put it away than when it's in the high ends of its rightful. And how much did you cheat to get that fly? I mean, you, you always cheat. You heal managers oh, always do. He seems to take opportunities. You, you don't play fair. You don't play fair. Do you not understand the points of a 24-7 title? It's an ultimate opportunist thing. You go in, you seize your exactly. opportunity. Thank you. you. Okay, well, then I'm going to reword you. When the 24-7 rules, I was about to reenact against Sly. He tucked his little foxtail between his legs, called off the 24-7 rules, and hit tail well, and got out of the ring. No. It goes this way. I was, again, an opportunist, and I used my part. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Ace. No, go ahead, Ace. No, I, I, again, was an opportunist and used my powers to change the situation so that we could end the show and move on. Well, I, I here, here, I, here's I, the thing, guys. Uh, we, we have uh, we have Puffin Mania on here, uh, and we got uh, 30 minutes left to show. Hopefully uh, you guys will uh, stick around long enough. But, Matthias, if you want me to, I will be in your corner to make sure – that things stay on the up and up. Icon, I'd be more than willing to accept that. I don't and need I nobody else pulling any moves. And I guarantee you, with me in your corner, that's going to get more people at that event than they can sell tickets for. It will be, it'll start selling out immediately because they'll know that the Icon will be ringside for that event. And there ain't nothing anybody can do about it. Well, let me clarify a little thing there, Mr. Icon. 
so you're going to be ringside with them. That's that's great. You're more than welcome. I mean, I know your eyesight is terrible, and that table that you have is literally three feet away from ringside, so you're going to move up three feet. That's no problem because I'm sure you'll be able to see much better from there. But I am the commissioner, and uh, uh, it's my job to maintain law and order within uh, any Puff Mania show. Therefore, I will be you know, in the general vicinity like I am for the entire card, and I will be making sure that uh, you stay cool, calm, and relaxed there in your corner while you're watching with your well, pie and I, I Look, I don't plan Maintaining on Maintaining law and order. You don't even know what that word, those words mean, <laughs> Sylvester J. Fox. Yeah, look, you're the Buford T. <laughs> Justice of law and order. You don't even yeah. know the, what the what those words mean. Maintaining law and order. You have no clue. I think the law and order was pretty uh, maintained during uh, Immortal. We were pretty successful yeah. that night. Mm-hmm. We were. Yep. But yeah, you, you know, couldn't prevent a fan from stealing part of my necklace. Hey, uh, that sounds like a you hey, problem. It, well, that, and also, you. It's a thing that you got from Spencer's at the best, and at the least, you got it from Halloween Express, lighting up on their chat. Spencer's. <laughs> I was going to go a dollar store, but that was way more creative. <laughs> you know, see, here's the deal, Sly. You, you're you're a big Pamela Anderson's chest. You know what I mean? But anyway, here's oh. the thing. Here's the thing. Like I say, Matthias, I'm going to be in your corner to make sure that no one interferes and no one messes with uh, some of the matches. And Fly, you don't have to worry about me interfering, but I'm going to make sure that you don't do anything either. I don't interfere with wrestling matches. It's my job to, as Granny Hoekster points out all the time, maintain law and order. Uh, no, I did uh, not point that out. You pointed that out. You will cheat every chance you get, Sylvester J. Fox. I have no doubt in my mind about that. You will, you will be so, you will be so devious and so mischievous. You are going to find a way to interfere somehow, some way, at that event. I have no doubt in my mind about that. And I tell you, you better be lucky and you better be thankful that this show is in January because I tell you, if there would be any way I could get there, I would love to put your put you in your place and set your little butt down in a chair and handcuff you to me so you couldn't interfere. Whoa, great. We have all the elements of Puff Mania. We got 28 minutes here left. Here's what we're going to do real quick now. Uh, Matthias, I'm going to be in your corner. I got your back, buddy. I'll make sure nothing happens. Here's the thing. Now, <clears throat> I want you guys to tell us when the event is, where it is, what day it is, and how our fans can get tickets because they're going to want to come and see me. Well, you can get your tickets by messaging Puffamania directly on the Puffamania Facebook uh, page. And uh, well, first, let's thank our sponsors, the Puffsters. We got the Pixel Brewing Company and and Attitude Era Live, of course. A big thank you to that. And uh, well, you can find our live event at the DoubleTree Event Center in West Fargo, North Dakota, January seventeenth, 
doors open at 3 p.m. with the bell time at 4 p.m. And we will also be having a pre-show. Uh, that's when Matthias and El Machizo is going to be doing their contract signing. And uh, tonight, so actually the last night for pre sale tickets, they actually end at midnight here. So all tickets are going back up to $5. Or they're increasing $5. So general admission goes yeah. to 10, ring size 15, and then table store at $100. Well, you know, I was just thinking, Icon, that, uh, you know, you, you've seen enough contact, contract signings on television before to know that they usually aren't about the contract, contract signing. And clearly, I'm going to need to be there to make sure that it stays about the contract signing and not extracurricular. So maybe you want to accompany your boy Matthias to the ring for the contract signing to make sure that. I will, I, will be, I, will, I will be in the corner on Matthias. Well, in that way, you know, you, you can't see from the announcement table. You won't be able to read the contract anyway. So this way you'll be up in the ring and you'll be able to see it. Well, that's fine. But I, I, will, you my... I, will be, I will be in Matthias's corner. I'll make sure that uh, everything stays on the up and up. But I'll tell you what, though. What? Sly, you know, I respect what you've done in the wrestling business, but you're more like Triple H than Triple H is. You know that the only difference between you is you didn't you didn't you didn't marry the boss's daughter. That's the only difference between you and Triple H. Well, he did he did well there, I guess. I'll give him credit for that. Indubitably. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't so, blame a guy for getting ahead, can you? No, 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 definitely not. Well, so Granny, am I am I am I to understand you're saying then that you're going to join us at a future show in when when it warms up a little bit? Is that whenever you send me that airplane ticket? And we all know that's not going to happen because you're too cheap. Uh-huh. Oh. He wouldn't know how to handle Granny Holster if he had the opportunity to. He would have, would have no clue how to handle me. He would be so he would be so confused and so so delirious and so delusional. He wouldn't know he wouldn't know what to say to me at all. Well, Granny, the good thing about Sly, the reason why we picked him to be the manager of I, Puppa Mania, this was, this was a team effort. <laughs> you were against it, but all right. <clears throat> I succeeded. <laughs> as soon as you make legality, Sly changes the reality. Whew. And True. When you were able to do that, you know how to break the rules. You know how to make the rules. Nobody knows how to hold them because nobody knows how to break them like Sylvester J. Fox. Oh, please. So you <laughs> please. I mean, you this is so worthless. You guys are just absolutely worthless. I, I, would, I would say we don't, we don't stretch the rules. We just bend them to fit our needs. No, you break them and you change them 
to suit your needs and your needs only. Hey, it's a gray sounds, world there, Granny. It's a gray world. Sounds like we're living the life of degeneration X. <laughs> well, what a, whatever, whatever, you know. So, I mean. You know, uh, Granny, I just wonder if uh, Sly's going to show up in his uh, Volkswagen bus or not. I don't know. But somebody needs to take that golf club and lock it up somewhere so he can't have access to it for the show. So he can't come up and hit somebody from behind like he's done in the past. What? I've never hit anybody with my golf club. Well, you know, here's the the thing about – my my thought on Sylvester J. Fox's golf is what I the same thing I feel about uh, the Winnipeg Gold Eye fans. They uh, when they bring down them clappers that they have, I like to tell them where to stick every single one of them. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I I mean I I kind of I I understand that you know you have you have a certain place you'd like. Me to stick my golf club, but again, that's that's inappropriate. And this is more of a fan show, so. Oh, okay, all right. No, Family no, show. I wasn't referring. No, I wasn't referring to you. I was referring referring to the Winnipeg Gold Eye fan. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, then it's definitely okay. Yeah, that's totally okay. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows how I feel about Winnipeg. Hey, what's wrong with Winnipeg? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. Who agrees to the golden eyes? Look, there, no, no. There, there, there's, there is one thing wrong with Winnipeg, and that's the guy who thinks he can run a podcast but has no idea what it is. Uh oh. Don't say who I think you're saying. Who am I saying? I don't want to say it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, every 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 uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about, anyway. So there you go. Uh, um, but anyway, hey, we're we're having fun here. We got the pub mini guys here. We got uh, 21 minutes here left. Uh, and uh, now let's talk about this here. We we uh, we already know that uh, the the upcoming match that. Uh, uh, El, El Machismo and uh, Matthias and the Icon and uh, Sly are going to be involved in. What other matches you guys got on the card that, that you can tell us about? Well, we got the uh, downtown Judy Brown Rampage Santana looking to get revenge on NDS for costing their match against uh, Santa Cavara and Brandon Nitro. And then we got this huge epic triple threat match. Go to Jacobs versus Johnny C. King versus Git. And that's actually a qualifying match for the North Dakota Championship. And we have a last man standing match um, between Bobby Brennan and <clears throat> And uh, one thing uh, about uh, Puff Mania. Uh, and I, uh, I'm honored to uh, do uh, commentary during the matches. I, I, that's my favorite thing to do, next to uh, 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 help uh, resist uh, fake Law and Order. 
But uh, the one thing is, uh, if you come to this Puffamania show, uh, they will show you the whole seat, but all you need is the edge. It's a great event. I mean, we're generous like that. And, I mean, we do have a, a specialty match for Whiteout, and it's called an USA match. That's right. It's a Puffamania invention never before done in wrestling. This is out of the great minds that give you Puffamania. This match is a... What do you think like? None of of. The, uh, the rules for the Ufta match is there's no counter. There are provided weapons. You can only use those weapons. Use any other weapon, you are eliminated. There is no interference, and it is for a five. Pin. This is also a unique instrument. So, you're not giving up. And we have a huge bombshell for this match. The two wrestlers that are going to be wrestling in this match is Kato, the controversial one, and the Renaissance man, Ricky Norton. Uh, and, uh, might, uh, uh, you know, the cool thing about the last event was, uh, there was a, um, an appearance by a wrestling legend, uh, Master Tanaka. Uh, is he, uh, going to be, uh, uh, joining us this time? Well, you never know when it comes to bad company. You always run out of Shows up whenever he wants to show up. And, uh, you know, the the one thing about it is, uh, and uh, I can attest to this, uh, at Pulpamania, you never know what you're going to see. Yes, they have a card. You know, when other wrestling promotions say card is subject to change, Pulpamania's motto is card subject to get better, period. Absolutely. Or in our case, grade A certified. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, since you know, I understand that Sly gets his own dressing room. Uh, is he actually going to be able to figure out how to work a lot to get out of it? Well, I'll just hit it with my golf club if I have to. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to get out of the locker room when there's a forklift in front of the door. And I suppose you'll be the one parking it there, right? Uh, well, I, I still have I still have my license, so I just might have to. <laughs> but you can you can lock me in the locker room or in the locker room. You can do whatever you want there, Icon. But at the end of the day, uh, you're not going to be getting yourself over, getting yourself involved in any matches ringside. You just stick to commentating and. Uh, and calling it from three feet away at the table. Well, I'm, well okay. I don't need well, anybody getting tough guy ringside. Everybody wants to be a tough guy ringside. You got El Chimismo running around with fake belts and 
uh, and gimmicks or outfits that he that he's wearing and um, you know as, you know we, we just we need to develop a clean cut you know law and order promotion and what better person to make sure that happens than a 22 year veteran of the business who has seen a lot of companies flourish and a lot of companies fail. And you know yeah, what? This company what? is going to flourish under my direction, Icon. Right, Granny? I don't think so. Law and order. Law and order. Hey, uh, have hey, you guys uh, ever wondered guys why? Ever wondered why? Uh, Sly carries a golf club. He's on the golf course. He shoots five. He shoots five. Yells four. Yells and four. Writes three. And writes three. Opportunity. <laughs> Opportunity. We're getting we're getting some feedback. We're getting, we're getting some feedback. I don't know what the is. We are. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> 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 so uh uh let's go ahead and uh let everybody know again guys we got uh we got the Puff Mania boys here we got Sylvester J. Fox uh I can't believe I'm actually saying this but we are honored to have him uh but it's you like uh you know when it comes to Sylvester J. Fox uh you know there's there's rich wrestlers there's poor wrestlers there's 50 feet of crap, then there's him. But anyway, so uh, tell us, guys, uh, where, where and when the event is again, what time, and uh, how uh, how long of a show we can expect. And uh, everybody must wear a mask, and everybody must practice social distancing. Correct, Wes? Yep, absolutely. Everyone has to practice social distancing, yada, yada, covid Restrictions. <laughs> but anyways, we're not about that. This is a wrestling show. We're here to have a good time. You can wear masks if you want to wear masks, but we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna start the Double Tree Event Center Sunday, January seventeenth. Doors open at three p.m. Bell time is four p.m. We got a tag team match. We got a triple threat match. We got a last man standing match. We got an Oofta match. And many more, many, 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 many more. And don't forget the appearance of the greatest Fargo champion ever, John Bester J. Fox. Now, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, that that's uh, that talk, talk about. Uh, you know, you get, you know, you guys will go to hell for lying. Uh, anyway, I don't know if anybody ever told you that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, this is uh, this is real fun and. Uh, Energy Air Live is uh, glad that uh, to sponsor you guys, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, next week um, uh, you guys will be able to join us again. Uh, I'm going to see if I got an opening. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get you on uh, uh, every week until the big event. Uh, so it, it should be fun. But you guys, one one quick thing here: Do you guys know? Uh, that Sylvester J. Fox first learned social distancing in high school because he tried to get a date for prom. Girls kept their distance from him, so he knows about social distancing. <laughs> oh, what a, what a comedian! Actually, actually, Icon, 
Uh, I had more women wanting to go to wanting to go to prom with me at Fargo North uh, than you could shake a stick at. But then again, you know, you invited yeah, lots and, of girls uh, to Fargo South, but not a one of them accepted your offer. <laughs> well, no, hey, that ain't true. Uh, that ain't, that oh. is not true. See, here's the deal. Sylvester J. Fox, he asked 25 girls out to prom. And 26 girls turned him down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, hey, look. I, look, I, heard, I, look. I heard that you asked every every girls basketball player on the team to the prom, and even Coach Floggin turned you down at the end after all the girls got done. <laughs> hey, look, I was, was a stud in Fargo South, man. I was well known there, and I still have a legendary status there. Well... Did you say a Fargo South or Icon? I yeah. did say that, yes. <laughs> See, that's not necessarily a good thing. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to thank you. I want to thank Big Swing for uh, that dynamite drop, and that was awesome. But, uh, yeah, so uh, – it's going to be a big event. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll find a way to slip you guys in uh, next week. Uh, but uh, and uh, if anybody wants to know who we're going to have next week, you have to go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes. Uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a hint of what we got coming up. Uh, in the next uh, couple weeks, we have a former WWF 24-7 champion. Uh, coming on with us, we have two WWE legends on next week, and uh, Sylvester J. Fox is not one of them. And uh, yeah, we have uh, we have so many things on the horizon. Uh, it's uh, it's just amazing, and it's we even have a few country music singing legends coming on the show that have wrote a special song. Just for their appearance on the show. So, how many different podcasts can say that? None can. This is the number one podcast in Vietnam. So, no one, no other podcast can say that. That's because they can't speak English. They just all they can hear is you screaming. Well, hey, look, they much rather have me. They much rather hear me uh, scream than than to see you in that cheap ass suit that you wear to the ring. So, so you got you got our truth coming on and little Jimmy. Is that is that what oh, you say? Got him my popcorn. <laughs> oh no, I I would uh, never have our truth on, but uh, we uh, we do have a former twenty four seven wrestling champion from the WWE coming on the show in the next uh in the next month or so. Oh, I suppose you gotta wait for the for the uh elimination of the playoffs so you can get Gronkowski on, I suppose. That's your plan? (laughs) (laughs) No why that's why he's commissioner. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, we'll we can turn that up and big. It's not like anybody in New York is going anywhere. On a completely serious note, did uh, since we've kind of worked through our show for the 
this point. This is as much as you know about it. Have you guys discussed uh, uh, the tragic death of Brody Lee tonight already? Or no? Oh, we have. Uh, we have. No. Uh, we were talking about that when it first broke on the Shooting Star Press, which actually is another channel. Actually, that's the only one that we have to really announce is to tell people to go over to it on Facebook and check it out. The first episode on there, we talked about the breaking news as it broke. Um, and we're also, we can take time to also announce that we'll be doing a Penn Bell ring for Brody Lee at White House. Oh, yeah, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I, I mean, you were know, you everybody. All, said, were you guys aware that Danny Hodge also passed away? Yes, yes. yes. The original I, triangle. I used to, uh, yeah, Olympic wrestling champion. I used to bring my uh, my son, youngest son, down to the Tulsa Nationals wrestling tournament in Tulsa, and uh, Danny would, would be there, and you could meet him, and he'd crush an apple uh, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, but yeah it's a, it, was a, it was a tough week with those two uh, passing away. But both, yeah. both honestly, legitimately great human beings. I mean, I don't know if anybody got to read what Randy Orton wrote about uh, did, Brody Lee, yeah. but but that was uh, that was some pretty deep stuff from a guy who doesn't who doesn't throw around compliments very lightly, right? Well, did you guys see you know, what Bray and Eric also wrote about him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Matthias is still here. Yeah. Oh, I've been I've been kind of waiting yeah. to for you guys to talk about me again, but I guess it's it's you know not going to become about me again. I'll I'll chime in a few times. <laughs> I apologize, Matthias. I, I, I forgot that this is supposed to be all about you. I just wanted to, to take a minute to, to recognize two, uh, well, I guess myself, one, Granny recognizing the other, two, two legends of the business uh, that, that passed away this week. So, so since, since we've, we've done that, and like I said, everybody's said their piece, and I apologize, let's get back to talking about you, because Lord knows the world revolves around you. So what what more do we got to say about Matthias's, you know, uh, presence at our next show? He's got the icon with him at the contract signing with Machismo. I'll be there to make sure that uh, it stays a contract signing. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine that the that Machismo isn't going to be uh, ready to get his hands on you, considering the last time you guys ran into each other, you beat him within an inch of his life. Absolutely. So, and then what? Then what? What you, you have? A, are you on that? Are you on the card? Have I put something together yep. for you, or is that it? Just your contract signing? No, I'm going against uh, the Marine for the in the qualifying match for the new well, championship. Right. Remember? Right, of course, because but it but but you don't win the championship by being the mean Marine. That's part of the bracket. You uh, you will survive and move on, right? Exactly. So, you know, That's you, what I plan you, to do. You call him. You call him the Marine. His name is the Mean Marine, Mason Mayhem, and he can put submission holds on people at a moment's notice from any angle. So I sure hope you don't overlook him as in your quest to become the North Dakota champion. Because, like I said, I take uh, everybody serious except for El Machismo. Right. Well, I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you on that one. He makes it very difficult to make anybody take him seriously. And, but he's uh, rocking around with a fake champ. 
title belt. Besides, don't, don't forget, I will be in your corner to make sure that everything stays on the up and up. Because you cannot you trust Sylvester J. Fox. You can't trust anybody in the pro wrestling business, Icon. You never can. Well, you know, uh, he like I say, he did, he he did go to Fargo North. So what 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 can you say about the Fargo North Spartans? And no, I they don't want to get a whole bunch of I I don't want to get a whole bunch of letters and emails from the Fargo North people because you know I didn't like you when I went to Fargo South, and I sure don't like you now. That sounds like a personal problem, bud. Mediocrity doesn't matter what you think about Fargo North. Don't be thinking it's on Fargo North because A, as well as himself, are both North graduates. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You're you're outnumbered, big guy. Well, hey, look, when I was. uh, when I went to Fargo South, we made Fargo North our biatch. Yep. You, you make it sound like you were involved. Icon, you ran the video camera. <laughs> hey, you look, I still, I still hold the record for most games ever filmed in the history of Fargo South in 500. No one can ever beat that record. <laughs> you know what, their Icon, you know, Sylvester here, he... He, he's something of, I don't know, I guess you'd call him a professor of sorts. Uh, and uh, if there's one thing he knows, he knows that when it comes to schooling, the test scores that matter. Well, you know, here's the thing about uh, 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 Sylvester J. Fox and taking tests. When he went in to get his driver's license, he copied off the guy next to him, and he realized that there were two different tests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can keep on cracking all the jokes and, and whatever else, but at the end of the day, Icon, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. That's what they always say back in the day, and that's when you got out your camera and became a jockstrap. I mean, an athletic supporter. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you're the king of jock itch. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Must be get past Fly's bedtime or something because he's going up. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see the belt when it when it gets done. I mean, we've been we've been looking over the plans. We've been uh, sending it back and forth with the maker. They're they've cast a few different molds. Uh, ran some stuff past us, but I mean, whew, this this belt is gonna be something else. It's gonna it's gonna uh, make my Fargo championship look absolutely dreadful. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent, but that's okay because it shows that you're moving on to bigger and better things with Puff Mania. And to be fair, when I retire that belt someday as the current champion, it'll go really nicely on <laughs> the wall next to this one. So. <laughs> Why? You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to keep calm just to yourself. I just kidding. I would never do such a thing like that. No, no, no. Law and order, right, Granny Hulkster? Law and order. That's what we're all about. You don't know anything about law and order, Sylvester J. Fox. Just remember that. You are as ill as they come, and 
heels don't know anything about law and order. They cheat every chance they get. I feel like you should be offended, but I'm kind of honored. Well, look, you guys, you guys heard of man caves? So this is Jay Fox. You got a weenie cave. Uh, do you stay up at night coming up with these one-liners? Well, look, I unlike like you, <laughs> unlike you who put out a comedy <laughs> CD, CD that went aluminum, uh, you know, I have many. Uh-huh. And I am a funny guy, yeah. you know? Oh, I know. I mean, a Bernadette's over there going, would you go to sleep, please? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, one-liner, another one-liner. And she's like, come on, we're trying to sleep. Nothing. You're up there. You you should be a stand-up comedian full of one-liners, because that's the depth of your character is a one-liner. Oh my gosh. Well, like I say, man, I I, I am gonna find a, I am gonna find a way to get Onyx down here to take you out. I I I've decided that. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you send us her bio so we can look her up first, so we know who who would be good competition for. Her. Well, Absolutely. I'll tell you what you, you you can you can find you can find her on Facebook now. All you gotta do is type in O N Y X. O N Y X. All right. Onyx Daniels, to be uh, to, as a matter of fact, and uh, she uh, uh, she uh, she's pretty tough as they come. Like I say, she was Macho Man Randy Savage's ring valet. Miss Elizabeth. No. <laughs> so shall way too soon. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, he says, Daddy. Wow. God rest her soul. She's an amazing woman. She's the only ring valet of Macho Man Savages I've ever seen. Well, I think uh, Sherry. Hey, and speaking of Sherry, how were you at the show in 1999 when I worked with her at the Red River Valley Fair? Icon, how old were you back then? Fifteen. Yeah, did your mom drop you off? No, I was I was old enough to drive myself. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, sensational. Cherry Martell was here. Uh, the Bushwhackers, the Iron Sheik, George the Animal Steel. I'm telling you, man. There's a lot of storied history of professional wrestling in this community, and we're bringing Puff Mania here permanently. To restore that history, and uh, the icon is thrilled to be a part of it, and so is the Attitude Era Live is proud to sponsor you guys. Uh, however, uh, we have—I'm uh, surprised that uh, Big Swing has not let us know that our radio time is about to end. But this has been uh, this has been awesome. Uh, now, if you guys got the uh, guts to show up next week, I'll try and find a, a spot for you. Uh, to join us again next week, uh, if uh, the puff the puffer and uh, you guys want to uh, jump on chime in with us again next week, I'll find a spot for you. And it's about I'm time you got Every time you open this up, you say puffy. I mean, he's kind of puffy, but. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Big bone. 
We should really put the P-U-F-F-T at the end of there. <laughs> F-T. Extra F? Okay, that'll All right, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I'm, getting the, uh, I'm getting the word that we need to wrap this up. So, guys, uh, I will uh, I will let you know uh, what time to call in next week. But uh, everybody tune in next week. Uh, as uh, a friend of mine would say, we are out of time. So, uh, <laughs>